It's Friday, January 26th, here at The Warning. And in case you missed it, here are the five biggest stories of the week. First, the New Hampshire primary has come and gone, and the results are clear. Donald Trump won decisively, as did President Biden. This is a remarkable phenomenon because there are polls that have been as high as 80% of the American people saying this was the rematch they did not want. Yet, it is the rematch the first and third oldest political parties in the world have produced, regardless of public opinion. And now the question will be, who can put together the coalition that can win the Electoral College and get to 270 electoral votes to be certified on January 6th of 2025. I'm old enough to remember that you gave victory speeches after the New Hampshire primary on the occasion of winning the New Hampshire primary. Yet, Dean Phillips and Nikki Haley, who were both beaten decisively and have no other places on the map where they can plausibly win, remain undeterred in the face of the reality that the general election has begun. Donald Trump and Joe Biden will be the nominees of the Democratic and Republican parties. Number two, welcome to the era of retribution and punishment. Donald Trump lost his cool and didn't like what Nikki Haley had to say about him after she came in second on election night in New Hampshire. But I said, wow, she's doing uh, like a speech like she won. She didn't win, she lost. And you know, last, last week we had a little bit of a problem. And if you remember, Ron was very upset because she ran up and she pretended she won Iowa. And I looked around, I said, didn't she come in third? Yeah, she came in third. And then I looked at the polls, she was talking about most winability, who's going to win? And I had one put up. I don't know if you see it, but I have one put up. We've won almost every single poll in the last three months against crooked Joe Biden. Almost every poll. And she doesn't win those polls. One thing to be perfectly clear about is to understand how unprecedented this is. There have been hugely divisive periods in American history. In fact, there was a civil war that killed upwards of 800,000 people. But there has never been a presidential candidate running explicitly to punish in a democratic society half the country that disagrees with him, who is explicitly promising to remake the federal government as an instrument of his power to do what he wants, take what he can get his hands on, all of it beyond the reach of the law. Remember, Donald Trump's lawyers have argued he can use Navy SEAL Team 6 to kill any American he so chooses. Take it seriously. Three, maybe you missed the loose talk on Newsmax about the looming civil war between Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt and Newsmax host Carl Higbee. It's quite incredible. Now, let me set the stage. 
Carl Higby asks a ludicrous question of Governor Hitt. He says, are you worried about, quote, force-on-force -force conflict? And what he's talking about specifically is the proposition that National Guard forces in Texas, under the command of Governor Greg Abbott, who is the commander-in-chief, would open fire on federal law enforcement or federalized National Guard troops or regular armed forces of the United States of America. It's an incredible conversation. Let's watch it captured perfectly on Mediaite. There's rumblings that Joe Biden should or may actually federalize the National Guard, take that power away from Greg Abbott. Let's say this showdown, I mean, this, that's what it is. It's a showdown. It's a showdown of power and loyalties and constitutionality. Let's say he does that. How many people say, no, you know what? Screw you, Biden administration. And how many people stay and fight with Texas versus the federal things? And does that put us on course for a force-on-force -force conflict? I mean, right right now, you've got uh, the federal agents that are cutting the wire, and then you've got the Texas National Guard on orders to put up wire. I mean, this is a this is a counter uh, uh, a powder keg worth of uh, tension. So it's very uh, it, it, it's it's a very weird situation. We certainly stand with uh, with Texas on their right to defend themselves, um, but Biden's going to be in a tough situation. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, he's going to try to federalize these troops. In other words, put them on federal orders. And so now their allegiance technically goes to the president of the United States instead of the governor. Um, and of course, I think a lot of Texans, these are still, um, they're still yeah. Texans that are weekend, uh, you know, they're in a the National Guards, they do one week in a month or when they get called up on duties by the governor. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they would be in a difficult situation to protect their homeland or to follow what Biden's saying. Yeah, literally I, I open it. Be very interesting. But then, you know, then you've got Oklahoma and Florida and Tennessee, and you got all these other states that would send our National Guard uh, to help and, and to support the efforts of, uh, of uh, Governor Abbott. Because every state is a border state. You talked about fentanyl. Uh, the deaths in Oklahoma since I've taken office are up 500%. And we know that's coming across the southern border. And then you think about the terrorists. Um, again, I just don't know what their end game is here. And, and I hope American people really wake up to what's happening. Most Americans have no idea how any of this works. So I'm going to try to explain it in a few seconds. The governor of each state is the commander in chief of their state's National Guard. And the National Guard in each of those states is commanded by an adjutant general, a major general. Now, that major general reports to the governor, unless those troops are federalized by the Department of Defense. It happens all the time. National Guard units and reserve units have been deployed. National Guard and reserve units have been deployed to active duty combat zones all around the world, all throughout American history. What Carl Higby is asking the governor of Oklahoma about and what the governor of Oklahoma is suggesting is that Oklahoma's National Guard would join the Texas National Guard for a fight with bullets against federal forces for states' rights. This nonsense is playing out in 2024, and it's dangerous. And all of it is linked to the theater that's being staged by the vast propaganda networks that sustain the MAGA 
and Trump cause. Number four, most Americans appreciate the United States is a sovereign nation, and it must have control of its borders. It has to know who is in the country, who's coming into the country. And by the way, every other country in the world insists on knowing the same things. Now, the United States has a long tradition of welcoming refugees and welcoming immigrants. In fact, more than 70 million Americans in the total history of the United States have been born on foreign shores. Immigration defined the United States of America. And everybody in the United States benefits from a functioning immigration system, which everybody acknowledges in the United States is very badly broken. Now, there was legislation that was being worked out in the United States Senate to alleviate the disaster, which is a humanitarian crisis on the southern border. Donald Trump has blown up that deal. And this is the important thing to understand. Strongmen run on restoring order out of chaos many times that they create. It's like a light switch. Donald Trump can turn up the rhetoric and turn on the chaos. Or he could throw that light switch down and turn it off. Donald Trump has decided to work against the national interest, to work against a national problem, because it puts him in better standing as a political question in the looming election. The demagogue can't demagogue an issue where a solution is at hand. At least it's harder for him. The demagoguery that Trump's engaged in is epic. He has unleashed chaos and yet offers himself as the remedy for it. It is literally the oldest trick in the autocratic playbook, and you shouldn't have missed it this week. Fifth, the final story of the week that you should pay careful attention to is the utter disdain towards elections by officials in the MAGA Republican Party who have sought to cancel remaining primary contests so Donald Trump doesn't have to compete in them. Now, the truth of the matter is, Nikki Haley doesn't have a pathway to being the Republican nomination. But that's quite a different thing than denying Americans, Republicans, in 47 states, the choice to vote. What does it mean when a political party becomes hostile to democratic norms within the operations of that party? Does anybody think that the instinct will stay there or will it spread into government? And will punishment politics be applied against ordinary people? And when you look at all five of these stories together this week, 
that's the big theme punishment retribution and everybody should understand how dangerous this is how un-american it is there's a name for what this is the name is fascism it's not fascism light it's not like fascism it is fascism it has come to america wrapped in the flag and carrying the cross and it is dangerous for the future of the country and for every person who lives within its borders.